That's a level of logic that isn't at play when your child is in dino brain and feeling all their big feelings. They don't want to be controlled or told what to do, and the logic of you making it better isn't logic they understand in that moment. Hello and welcome. I'm Tara, the founder of Raising Resilient Children. As a longtime educator, former preschool owner, and parent, I have been working with caring adults and children for over 20 years. In that time, I've been asked a lot of questions and provided a lot of support and feedback. Through this, I built a system for navigating the hard and messy parts of parenting with clear paths that will support you and your unique family's needs. My expertise is in social-emotional well-being, and I'm a big fan of using picture books. I even wrote one to support teaching children about emotional regulation called The Adventures of Team Brain. I know there is no cookie cutter approach to parenting and the information can be overwhelming. Let's tackle some of this by having some important conversations and digging into some different topics. Has your child ever refused to breathe in a difficult moment, flat out lost their cool to the next level when you mirror their feelings or try to narrate what's happening? So... I'm not going to beat around the bush on this one. Practicing tools for emotional regulation can feel pointless, and being told to use them in tricky moments can send your already dysregulated child over the edge. Although the idea is a solid one grounded in research and science, the execution can look something quite different. I've been asked this question more times than I can remember. How come when I label my child's feelings, it seems to make everything worse? When they are angry and I reflect that, oh, are you feeling angry or you look angry? Or when they are sad, I make a comment that they are sad or something like that. So something I learned when I owned a preschool is that emotional regulation is anything but a cookie cutter. And well-meaning parents who have read all the things are getting super frustrated when the strategies fall flat or when they work for a little bit and then suddenly stop. I think my favorite word at the moment is nuance, and you've heard me say this many times. There are layers, and those layers aren't the ones covered by the parenting books or the posts, but because they require a different type of understanding. They don't follow the script formula. Say this magical thing and everything will work. One layer is that there seems to be a bit of a window where most children will accept their caring adults labeling their feelings, and then it flips to the exact opposite. That window typically falls in line with a few other significant changes in behavior around age three to five. Another layer when it comes to labeling other people's feelings is that we're just making an educated or experienced guess. The only person who truly knows how they are feeling is the person experiencing the feeling themselves. And even some science suggests that we don't even always identify our own feelings correctly. More on this in a second. Now, At the moment, I'm actually also scratching my head because I recently read a statistic about this, but of course I can't find it. It was the percentage that we inaccurately predict our children's emotions correctly. So as a side note, this actually happens to me quite a lot. I read a lot of things from reputable sources, but I don't have an effective way for saving them or don't realize at the time that I might need them. So when it comes to recalling the exact source, I can't find it. And I have been known to spend hours looking for them. But I can't do that today because I'm already behind schedule. So I'm not just going to throw out a random number because I can't find the source and that would be sort of misguiding. But I do remember that it was significant. 
However, for this particular point, it actually doesn't really matter, which is why I'm just not going to stress about it. Because what I want to say is this, not correctly guesstimating your child's feelings in no way makes you a bad parent. Your child is a unique person. And although we sometimes see ourselves in our children, the reality is they are not us. This makes a lot of parents really uncomfortable and sometimes get a little defensive. We've all heard, the apple doesn't fall far from the tree, or maybe even thought, they are so like me. The part less talked about is what I hear more often. The focus of these conversations is on the pieces of your personality that you maybe like the least, or wish you had better tools for. In other words, overemphasizing on your weaknesses because you want your child to have a better outcome or trajectory. The point in all of this, we don't always guess how others are feeling and it can land us in hot water when we don't. One of my absolute favorite examples of this, if you're in a heated discussion or argument with someone, like a partner or a really good friend, and they say to you, wow, you sound angry, or you really need to calm down right now. In no way do these things work effectively to make you feel less upset or calm you down. More likely, they cue resentment, frustration, and tend to escalate things, even among adults. So the same thing happens to our children. We just don't expect it to because we see our relationship with them differently. We are the guide. We are the strong leader. We are the authority. They should trust and listen to us. We believe, hey, I'm your parent. I understand. I'm here for you. But that's a level of logic that isn't at play when your child is in dino brain and feeling all their big feelings. They don't want to be controlled or told what to do. And the logic of you making it better isn't logic they understand in that moment. They just hear, you are trying to control me and tell me what to do. And I'm not in the headspace to do any of those things. As a note, Dino brain is the term I use in my picture book, The Adventures of Team Brain, to describe when our brain flips and emotions brains takes over and activates one of the three Fs, flight, fight, or freeze. The most important element of this is that when we flip to dino brain, we cannot learn, aren't great at listening, and can only use tools that are second nature to us. This brings me to the next layer. We can't learn things when we are in dino brain, and this is a time when we often try to teach ourselves and our children about feelings. Something I say that quite often brings an aha moment for parents. Do you ever ask your child to breathe outside of a tricky moment? Have you ever talked about feelings when things are going pretty well? How are you building an emotional vocabulary in calm and connection? In order to use tools for emotional regulation, we have to practice them in calm and connection. And then when that tricky moment starts, we don't ask permission to regulate, we model. Remember that dino brain. It makes decision making really difficult or even impossible. So asking our child which tool they want to use or if they want to use a tool is a really big ask, especially if those tools aren't second nature. You might even find this to be the case of yourself until you practice it and practice it quite a bit. Check out episode 36, answering your questions about independent play and trying new parenting approaches on how long it really does take to change this type of behavior. Now for the other stuff I know happens that is super frustrating, especially when you're doing your best to support making space for some of these feelings. I know a lot of kids don't like practicing tools for emotional regulation. 
I know that practicing breathing is stupid. It's boring. It's pointless. I, you know, I know because I've asked a lot of kids from preschool right up through adulthood. I talked a bit about why this is the case in my episode on emotional regulation, episode 38. But today I want to talk about a tool that can help you with this. The reason I wrote The Adventures of Team Brain is because none of us like doing things that aren't fun, seem pointless, and make no sense. When I was working with kids, I learned making breathing fun is a game changer, and developing other fun tools in Common Connection helps make some positive associations to use during tricky moments. From there, the outcome often comes down to adults being the confident guide in the moment until children get better at calling on the tools they need. When I started working with kids and families on social emotional skill development, I learned that kids who are introduced to the science of emotional regulation in fun and engaging ways, and they were able to identify what was happening to them in those moments, they really started to get on board with why practicing tools mattered. As a bit of a picture book nerd myself, I pieced together that sometimes the kids who needed to make these types of connections weren't always gravitating to the types of books that were available, that a comic book illustration format was going to be a game changer, and it really has been. So The Adventures of Teen Brain is a comic style picture book with a playful take on brain science that guides children and caring adults through the process of what's happening when emotions brain takes over and it starts to evolve into dino brain. How different types of problems and the daily stress storms of life can flip us into flight, fight, and freeze. And that one of our jobs as the superhero in our emotional regulation story is to stop, breathe, think, and act. Part of this process is a fun action sequence, but it's also learning box breathing, understanding why we have to stop when we have big feelings and use a tool like breathing to de-evolve our dino brain so that we can think about a different course of action or plan and then move through that. As I mentioned in episode 38, what do tantrums, yelling, whining, and losing your cool all have in common? This process is a lot like learning to swim. When children are smaller, they need lots of adult support, and as they get better at their skills, they need less and less, but they will always need a lifeguard looking on for safety. So if you are ready for a deeper dive into this topic and some practical strategies for using the adventures of Team Brain in your parenting, you might want to check out my latest workshop, Building an Emotional Regulation Toolbox at targrado.ca forward slash workshop. I'll also include the details in the show notes. Thanks so much for listening. Don't forget to hit that subscribe button so you don't miss future episodes. You can also submit questions or comments to me at taragrado.ca forward slash podcast. I'd love to hear from you. Until next time, have a great one.